Welcome to the Craft Imperial Podcast, a weekly podcast about cigars, whiskey, and all the banter you could possibly want. You'll join your host, the Bourbon Cowboy, the Viking, as each week we get into different cigars, different whiskeys, budget, hard to find, unicorn, you name it. The rabbit holes we're going to go down, insights, opinions, conversation, new releases from Craft Impero, and anything else we can seem to let fall of our mouths that week. You guys enjoy this episode. Mahalo. Should was when I went with Curtis, and I'm trying to get shit right. out of my bag, my mask, and all this fucking shit, and just, just slowly, just boom, it's completely boom, all over the fucking place. All right, well, welcome to the Craft Bureau Podcast, guys. Oh, it was I already talking <laughs> yeah, about Yeah, yeah, this is the Viking. Whoa, what's up? Yeah, so uh, let's keep it going. I bought a barrel proof, and I thought, my God, I, I have, I always keep my stuff in this little backpack, and I thought my, I had unhooked it to put it on, and boom, it wasn't, and I threw it, and it wasn't hooked, and slam. I got a really good smelling backpack now. It smells delicious. Hey! Guess what? This is the Bourbon Cowboy, and we are out at the Vikings place last minute, coming home from the farm. I call my brother, and I'm like, hey, let's get this podcast going. It is 70 degrees out with a threatening storm, like, you know, REO Speedwagon riding the storm out. But it is probably around 70 degrees, and we're on his back porch ready to do some kick-ass. Yeah. It's, cigars it's like and kick-ass 70 degrees but it's there's a nice breeze because that cold front's coming in it's gorgeous and it was supposed to rain its ass off all day and night but now it's saying I don't, 40 percent chance of two i don't even think it's gonna rain and this is why i'll be sick tomorrow right now it is 70 degrees outside yep right? tomorrow the high is 48 by friday i'll have a cold it's absolutely fantastic can't wait <laughs> so uh cowboys coming down from a trip out to the farm um, you had a good time out there, um, last minute thing, which could have been out there, but I just couldn't make it this one. But, well, you're tagged hard this week because you're getting ready to go on your uh, filibuster, yeah, turkey, Key West, you know, party Key West, on. Key West, yeah. um, right on. Yeah, so we get this guy, get this guy recorded so we can get this out for you guys. Um, we're actually smoking and drinking something, a couple cool things today, but I want to talk the cigar real quick. So. December 2nd, we have our two-year anniversary and first ever Craft and Puro Soul Cigar event um, at Lid Cigar Lounge in Chesterfield. Um, that event's going to start at, technical event time will start at 3. We'll be there at noon doing the podcast. we got some cool one-off uh, hooligans to give away during the podcast and stuff like that. Um, we have some cool deals going on as far as buy x amount of sticks get this get that all this and that but we have a limited stick coming just for the event that uh we're really excited about it actually came out better than i think we really anticipated when we kind of started doing it but how do you know you haven't smoked it yet look wise i'm talking looks wise. Oh. the way it was done yeah i haven't smoked anything yet but the way it was done it appeals better Dude, uh, this looks like if Willy Wonka was making cigars, for this sure. would be his fucking cigar. For sure. This so thing have, is crazy cool. We have a Culebra here. Now, the unique thing about this Culebra. is the binder and filler is a mixture of Dominican and Nicaraguan, which um, exact classification we don't really need to get into. But the wrapper on this, the barber pole that you have, 
is the Habano from the Hooligan and the San Andreas from the Cyclops. So we put both cigars in there in the best way we could without creating a, you know, $75 worth of tobacco cigar. And so in a Culebra, as you know, typically you will pull this thing apart. You would split the three cigars and share it with somebody. But what they did do that I didn't know they were going to do is they took a piece of broadleaf and they applied it to the caps of all three of the cigars. Now you can pull these guys out and pull it apart if you wanted to, but that's boring. So we're right. just going to smoke all three of these things at the same time and see. This is like, have you seen Pineapple Express? Yes, you I know have. when they're sitting there smoking that joint that's got like it's like the cross and they light it from all three yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what it's like but it's like a braid this is a three cigar braid and then they've got this beautiful at the end of the braid they've just finished it all off with a nice little pair of underwear right on the end who binds it all in and instead of splitting them up we're going to smoke the whole damn caboose yeah it's going to be fun Let's light them up, man. Let's fire these guys up. Let's get into it. This will be my first. I have never done this before. I have, um, I've actually, you know what? I've never smoked uh, Culebra altogether. I've seen people do it. I've personally never done it, uh, but this will be pretty cool. I just want to figure out how I want to hold that in my mouth. Now, this should taste like a mixture of the hooligan and the cyclops correct the mouthfeel at least right because the wrapper um with the binders and fillers i'm not even going to pretend to guarantee that i'm sure some of the same leaf that's in the two cigars might be there but by no means is it the exact same blend from the two put together so mouthfeel like wrapper taste should definitely be there off the bat with this little broadleaf here i can get the cyclops that, that nutty spice from the Cyclops, I can nestle on that. I don't know, man. So far, it is rocking. It is good. It's kind of like you like put the two bottom ones, like kind of wrap that on your thumb, hold it with your thumb, and then just do like the triangle in. And yeah, it's. I know it's smoking good too. Looks like all three are kind of burning at the same same speed. Yeah, they are. There's no crazy wind direction on it and all that. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because they're, they're kind of separated at this point, but then they're all going to kind of come together on that braid right there. Yeah, and actually that's what I think is going to be really cool. Like when it hits like, what, what do you think it is, like two inches right there? Like there's like those two inches left? Yeah. Where these guys are actually pinched together, that's going to be a flavor explosion right there. That'll be pretty cool. Well, let's try this Ezra Brooks. Did yeah. we even talk about no, that yet? No, not at all. Let's cheers this, then we'll get into this. Yeah. Ooh. <coughs> so, what this is, is we've talked about this many times that... Um, um, what am I? What's the name of the distillery? Um, Luxco. Luxico, but we, we don't call it Luxico. Luxro. Luxro. Sorry. Anyway, they were the standalone, and then they got bought out by MPG and whatever. And they've always had these bottles. Their whole line is it's got a common denominator with black, white, gold labeling and whatever. And we've had most of them 
most all the Luxro products we've had on there. And then Lit did a barrel pick of their Ezra Books cast string uh, single barrel. And this one is 120 proof, and I just sucked that down like I wasn't even thinking. Yeah. And it was smooth as shit. It's smooth. It's insane. Holy man. mackerel. It uh, Lit picked this. <clears throat> they picked this. They actually picked two, the two newest ones. So they did Ezra Brooks and Rebel Cast Strength because, you know, Luxro, Rebel, Ezra. Um, both at 120. And this Ezra, that's that's the thing. That That's the thing about it. 120, right? Yeah. Even even as much as I'm a, a Booker's dick rider, I guess you can call it, riding around 125. We were talking barrel proof the other day, how they're usually like 131, 130 something, right, with Elijah Craig. Even though those are incredibly smooth and a lot of balanced flavor to it, there is some resi residual heat, right? This, almost on this, if there's any heat at all, is retro. Like, it's not on your tongue, it's not in your gums. You know, it's not, it's not like you've gargled any kind of alcohol. It just, it cruises through. And it doesn't, for me at least, it doesn't like... Now, of course, everybody's going to drink differently. But for me, it didn't go down the pipe. As it went down, it's still lingering in my mouth on yep. my taste buds and my, you know, my upper palate and whatever. It's just like buzzing around and hanging out. On this, I get a lot... There's not a crazy amount of oak or like charred wood that like you would think at 120. I get a lot of like, um, like a honey and caramel. But when I say that, you know me and my description words, right? Strip all the sugar away. Just like if you could just have bland honey and caramel, that's what I get there. Yeah. It's kind of hard because that bourbon there's something a little unique about it as well it just kind of sits in there kind of like a little baked it's like it's like a baked bourbon in there it's got some i, I want to say it's got a little heavier like almost a doughy um feel to it because it, it just hangs in there it doughy. just hangs in there, there. You go. but then again on the other hand i'm doing a freaking uh chalibra did I say that right? Yeah. Chalibra? Chalibra, but you're there. Chalibra. Anyway, and I'm getting so many flavors off of this, it's kind of hard, but the pairing seems pretty damn good. Um, That's what I was just about to say. I was honestly a little nervous. Um, I thought this was going to be a really light cigar. Um, wow. It's got, it's got some spice and some sweetness to it. I just did a retrohale, and it was amazing. Uh, but it's not mild. It's not a mild cigar. And the construction i mean you would think these little guys i mean because these are only about these are three sixteenths that's a it's a third maybe a four sixteenth and i'm already an inch in and they're all holding tight yeah. and talk about the wind it is windy out it here. is windy out it here. is windy i mean we're getting we're getting some gusts i mean it's not like it's it's calm air and, and fair tides man i mean it's it's moving um Dude. but so this far. is cool to smoke it this way too, right? Because then think at the event, right? Oh, also at the event we have uh, the James brother or the Whalen brothers band playing. Those guys are going to be there playing from three to nine too. Um, Buddy, are they real brothers? No, they're just they're bros. Not. They're just bros. So it should be the Whalen Bros. Yeah, and I told them they should name their band the Dick Riders 2.0, but they didn't. They weren't really on with that one. Uh, the Whalen homies are the Whalen Bros. Yeah. Hey, that should be fun, man. I'm really looking forward to it, to be honest with you. 
and even today I need to get some more invitations out to some people that I know that would love uh, to come and have fun. Yeah, I'm I'd gonna, love I'm to get some women. I want to get some women at this event. Yeah, too, to I, mean, have I know. Fun with I us. know the ladies will be there. I know J and I will be there. Wahini will be there. Moms will be there. Um, I know Valentary will be there. Well, we're gonna have we're gonna have some some people out there hanging out with us, which would be really really cool. Um, yeah, I think like I said we've got the live music, which is gonna be awesome. We have. I don't want to ruin that. We got some fun stuff that's going to be available with the cigars and things like that, but um, it'll be it'll be fun for sure. And come if you're listening, come. Yeah. I know we say it all the time, but man, this is our two-year event. All the things we've been talking about, getting, having for you guys to have fun with um, is going to be there. We're going to have T-shirts, hats. Um, we're gonna have we may have right, well, um, ashtrays uh, I mean we're just gonna have stuff that we normally don't have that we finally got I even have something coming that I am incredibly stoked about that I'm even keeping a surprise from the cowboy okay I so I don't it. even know I wanted so to I'm it. even gonna be surprised so you gotta come and have some fun with us because you know listen man this has been a two-year ride which started one month maybe let's call it two months before pre-covid and then dude we're talking me and the viking were like the he's the only guy i saw for almost two months once a once a week we'd get together on either our back porch or his and we keep this thing going in kind of seclusion for at least two months maybe mm -hmm. it was two and a half because i think we started that in either march it, it, so it, we was, through, it was March. It was um, St. Patrick's Day. So March, uh, April, and 20. even into May. And we weren't really seeing anybody else except me and him would still keep this fucker going. And um, I don't know, what are we, 89, 90 episodes, somewhere this, in that this, range? This will be 90, I believe. Right. Okay. And um, or close so I, I'm just saying it's been a hell of a ride. And uh, I want to thank my brother for being with us and doing all this shit together because everybody asks where we're going and I'm like guess what I don't know <laughs> it's like an organic thing it's up. just like you know who would have thought that like April we get you know we get the Cyclops and we start getting it out people are smoking it and then the next thing you know everybody's loving that we go through the whole summer we get into fall and we break out with the hooligan and now we got the Chalubra. Chalubra, Chalubra, Chalubra. You're good, you're good. And we're smoking this, and I'm blown away. I, I mean, it and is actually wind, windy, and, is, and these damn things, we're an inch and a half in, and the ash has have not even fallen yet. And the cigars aren't pulling away from each other, which I halfway expected down here. I almost expected before the knot up here that they'd end up this way. You know, like three fingers spread out, they'd look like this, is what I thought, but they're not, they're not going anywhere. I mean, no. But, and the only yeah, and, thing and, and, you can say to that is the rolling and the construction of everything that we've gotten has been talent. so good. That is very well done. Very well done. But well, we I just had out. one that fell. That's I right. was kind of feeling it, but that might even be because of the wind. But uh, we do want to shout out to our locker sponsor, Lit Cigar Lounge, who's hosting or hosting our event there for us. Um, it's going to be a good time. Check them out. All the barrel picks are going to be available, of course. Um, we're going to set up a special pairing, you know, suggested pairing, I'd say, um, across some of the barrel picks, and it'll be it'll be a lot of fun for sure. Um, I think the wind just caught you there. Is that what it was? Yeah. 
yeah but man so far and I'm so happy we smoked them all together because I think it would have been a whole different experience just trying to do one of those I mean yeah and that's the cool thing about these Q labors right and a lot of people still haven't seen these some because honestly they're not done often they're not and there's a reason for that they're not cheap they're not cheap to have done um, but the idea behind these like the old uh, mysticism mythicism is that myth like a myth like a myth like the the thought the myth behind it the the history the the folk war is that you would if you bought this cigar you and three friends or you and two friends would split this and start smoking it and the old idea is that the tobacco will burn as one even when it's separated so as you light and as you smoke you'll all finish the cigar at the same time you know so it is, it is pretty cool it's damn cool dogs eating my firewood <laughs> well at least they're busy doing something hey man and you're taking it from the bottom we ain't playing jenga buddy yeah yeah get off that firewood man oh i just lost one too anyway so back to this ezra brooks i mean we've had ezra books um we've, i want to say barrel picks from Wildwood Spirits? Is that what it's called? Wildwood? Dogwood. Dogwood. Like I don't know why I always say Wildwood, but it is Dogwood. That uh, We've had a couple... Distillers? We've had regular distillers, um, master distillers cut or right, something, something like, like that. Right, something distillers cut. And then distillers. we've had the same bottle, but it was a bottle pick from them, and either one of them was great. And then they came out with an Ezra Brooks, like, 99 proof something like that is it ezra brooks 99 i want to say uh yeah there's the ezra 99 yeah that's the um all same type of yeah. um labeling and it looks the same um that was good and now this yeah ezra's uh, got I mean, their 99 proof that's like their your your flagship bottle you know it's 30 28 34 bottle just if i had millions to invest this would have been a company i would have done it with i mean I mean, we've been drinking their stuff now at least four or five years. Yep. And I, I just don't know that we've had anything from them that hasn't been great, um, which is amazing when you think of their lineup from Rebel to Ezra to, um, and I might say this wrong, David Nicholson. David Nichols. Yeah, David Nichols. Dave Nichols. Nichols. Yeah. Um, because or they've Nichols. got the regular, yeah. I want to say it's 1984 or... And then, no... Is it 1984 or 1897 19, and 1884? And then they got the Special Reserve, yeah. Which the story behind that is all tied back to um, Pappy, um, which we've talked about on the podcast before. And then, um, and then, it, and then, of course, they have all of the um, the pack, you know. And we've been on them Blood since Oak. the get go. The Blood yep. Oath packs. Um, what else am I missing? I mean, I'm sure I am missing something. I mean, that's gonna that's gonna be most most attractive. I mean, and the rebrand on Rebel, the way they from Rebel Yell to Rebel Now, and you've got Rebel Rebel Castro. Well, it's just like Ezra Books. The Rebel line is the same. They they've kind of mimicked the same thing. Oh, the bottle, the bottle. Like if you put those bottles next to each other, it's the same thing with a different label. Yeah. Right. But, but I'm just saying they've witnesses. done it that they've the only thing I could say is I've actually been to the distillery too. It's just a little bit south from at Bargetown. And they built this distillery on a peacock farm and 
if you know Hodge, the bourbon cowboy, I would definitely have peacock feathers. Yes. I mean, it would almost be like a bag, like, okay, they probably would run out of uh, peacock feathers though, but I would have them available because how cool is it to take home a peacock feather and hear the story of, you know, Lux Row and the distillery there and how that all came about and they purchased it and, and a peacock farm. I mean, listen, I bought shit in my life, you bought shit, but how many times have you ever bought something and bought a peacock farm? No. Uh, no, no. So I think that would have <laughs> been a, To be honest, probably don't intend to either. No. <laughs> or it was like, yeah, this distillery, we, you know, grew, you know, or not grew, but um, had like alpacas here. Like this is an alpaca farm and you would sell like alpaca jackets or whatever the hell they do with alpaca wool. Is it wool? It's wool. It's wool. wool, right? Right, yeah. 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 The funny thing about this is, as I'm noticing, I can I can hear air when I'm pulling. Because yeah, there is space Because there. it's a trifecta. Yeah. It's like a triangle, and you're trying to get your lips around this whole triangle. And every when I'm when I'm drawing, I'm getting a little air, and it's like that's a little different. Yeah, but it's definitely fun as hell to smoke. And it's and it's a good cigar. It, it is. is. It's got some spice to it. Um, it's got kind of a uh, the retro hail. It's amazing. Retro is great. The retro is fresh. Um, it's like the nostrils are just so happy. They're like, oh, come give it's me another gra one. Graham cracker? Man, I don't fucking know. It's good. It's good. I yeah. You know, I always feel like I feel like a little pressured to give like some really exact notes, but I mean. I think it's all bogus when you hear those notes anyway, because, you know, it's like, oh, it's like a little shoe leather. And <laughs> right, right. A little, I told you, a little toasted caramel. I told you, the one that's always pissed me off was, was vintage. Pisted you? Barn, pissed, pissed you off? Pissed me off. Did I say pisted? Pissed me off. Yeah. Was that vintage barn door. I'm like, when did you lick Who the hell is a barn door? Like, when did you on chew door. on a barn door? Well, I got to say, though, because you guys kind of chuckled when we were with Luciano, and he had these open leaves of tobacco, and I don't remember which one it was, if it was um, Puerto Rico or whatever, but uh, when I got and closed my nose around those leaves and pulled it away, I kind of got a smell of like a hay barn, because mm -hmm. I had horses, I've had a barn, yeah, and yeah. I know... I see, I get that. When you've stacked the hay in your barn and yep. you walk in there on a good winter month and you smell that, that had a lot of the same type of smell in that tobacco. I get that. that see, that, that's But I didn't say I was eating you. it. Right, it didn't have a taste. It'll remind you of that. But when you, when you, when you taste on something and you say, you're telling people that it tastes like barnyard, like, no, man, or turpentine. Because since... 1945, who's actually tasted turpentine? Uh, me personally, I've never drank it. Or, okay. <laughs> like, right. Hey, a spoonful of turpentine <laughs> oh and some day go like, by. Come on. No. But, but no, I get it. I think when it comes to to taste, I was talking to someone the other day, and they're like, I can't really tell you what this tastes like. I'm like, well, does it taste good? They go, yeah. I'm like, well, then you, there you go, man. I mean, in every cigar, you're going to find a sweet, you're going to find a spice. And there will be one large nuance, nuantic effect that will be there that reminds you of something at uh -oh. some point in time. 
Okay, well, we've officially felt the Little first breeze. cold wind. Little breeze. Like it's 70 degrees, and they were like, by lunchtime, it could drop down 10 degrees, and we just felt it. It yeah. just blew the hell in here. But here's the other thing I wanted to say about this cigar. The retrohale is amazing, but it's really light. Yes. And I don't know if, if that is because of the cap on this where it all comes together you're get you're, you're not like locked in on the back of that round cap or you know a box press or whatever but what i'm saying is is it's airy and it's light and it burns it doesn't burn heavy at all but i think it's full flavored as hell it's just you're getting a lot of uh, a lot of air with this thing yeah i like it damn yeah it's good, but it is. You're right. That retro hill is very airy. It's very clean. It's light. It's breezy to say, but overall, the cigar is good, man. And what is our podcast? How long are we in now? 25 minutes. So we're 25 minutes in, and I bet, I mean, the overall length of this is maybe six inches. Maybe. 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 But I think we've only smoked about an inch and a half, maybe two inches. And we got a whole hell of a lot of cigar to go still. Yeah. And we're I mean, out here in the fucking wind. Right. If we were indoors. Yeah, it'd be different too. I don't know, man. I think this is another winter, winter chicken dinner. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Yeah. Oh, the wind. And coming. here's the other thing. If you guys are listening to this, which I hope you guys are, apparently somebody's listening because we get the feedback and we get the numbers. If you guys come to this, I just want you guys to know when, like, well, I mean, we're going to do our podcast and whatever, but when can people come? They come all day. Like during the podcast, yeah. what I want to do is, you know, we have those one-off sizes on the uh, uh, hooligan. You show up during the podcast, say what's up, we'll throw you a... So when you say one-off sizes, tell them what you're meaning about well, that. Well, so we, we had, you know, being a small, minute pissant of a cigar company in this world, you're not going to have the quality control that all the big guys have. So we actually had an order of the Hooligan come in a couple of months ago. Um, when it came in, as I'm packaging everything and I'm labeling everything, I'm like, man, there's something different about this fucking cigar. It was two millimeters thicker and about an inch longer. So it actually was produced into a, into a Super Toro size. And I got with the factory. I love that. I was the Super talking, Toro hooligan. Yeah. I got with the factory. I was talking with our contact. And he goes, man, that was just complete oversight. So it's an easy fix. Really all we had to do with the other ones that were rolled was go back in to the rolling shop, put it into a chop, pull off the one half inch reapplied no big deal we're good to go but we have these cigars so instead of us packaging them and putting them out and then by the time an order gets refilled it's back to its original size we've got them it worked out great because it's our special event size yeah. and now we're gonna we're gonna give it during the podcast from 12 to 2 if you show up and say what's up we're gonna give you one um during the cigar deals at the event um you know, we'll do a, a buy three, get one, buy five, get two. You know, we'll do something like that that we'll run through, and um, there'll be some fun stuff going well, on. But And how many of these do we actually have? Because we don't have a lot of them. We only have 10? Of the Culeva? Yeah. 
10. As of now. So 10. So listen, there's no doubt in my mind these 10 are going to go extremely fast. So if you guys are interested, you guys follow us, then you want to come be a part of something special, and this all goes over. Maybe we'll put in, we'll put this into our regular line, and I'm thinking we probably will, because it's it's so unique and so different. And well, come on, let's face it, everybody comes with regular cigars to a party. That's true. Uh, what are you smoking, dude? Well, I got the Chulebra from Craft Imperial, and you're going to be rocking a a three braided monster of good time i mean yeah it is a good cigar i'm it so is. impressed i'm actually i'm excited the way it came together it's got it's got some nerve to it it really does i'm digging it it's bad to the bone let me see that, let me see that jerky so, how do you what do you think of the ezra it's fantastic and I've had probably two pours. The only thing that worries me is you gave me a black, like <laughs> stealth old Forester. Um, oh, what, what uh, Glen Karen? And I can't tell where my levels are, which is kind of fucking with me. But anyway, I, it's fantastic. I'm gonna get both of those. I want them. It's gonna be fantastic. They're good. Then the other one we've got here, which. Me and Mark, I, I found this probably, I don't want to say a year, maybe eight, nine months ago. Um, I was down in Louisville and I saw these pin hooks in um, the House of Bourbon mm -hmm. because there were so many things I wanted. I didn't buy one. He had one left. I probably should have grabbed it because I didn't know I was going to end up being a pin hook lover. But since then i've gotten one and i believe it was a golden they do it the tops of these pin hooks they're all horse related like kentucky you know um they'll have a horse on here and they'll give you all the information it's really cool and then they do a wax uh covering and didn't you i mean it's endless there's there like all kinds of these colored currently there are 23 20 freaking three I got a gold um, wax, and I want to say it was like a four-year, I don't remember what it was, but I shared it with everybody, and everybody loved it. And then, I want to say like two weeks ago, I was somewhere uh, in Illinois and got this purple, and it's 119 proof, and unfiltered, um, and it's got all the beautiful um, color in it, and of course, bourbon heist now oh okay yeah it says right on here that's the name of the horse bourbon heist it's yeah. a 16 hand probably thoroughbred for sure and um anyway it's just so, been a fun fun deal to get involved with this pin oh shit there goes the christmas go. tree almost went over on the Down table goes, yeah it's dropped like 10 degrees like oh, yeah. in the last five minutes yeah don't worry we have blankets uh but anyway that's exactly gonna be the next one degrees. um yeah no the cool thing about pin hook um is so each of those finishes even though they have you know three fucking thousand of them or 22 as i said other way or no way it's just not gonna work yeah well i think i got wax oh shit we got purple wax going everywhere purple i'm just rain, right now purple <laughs> rain <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, the Look. cool thing about Pinhook, um, 
you know, for the longest time, Blanton's had the hold on the the Derby show run, right? Yes. Um, but what Pinhook does is each one of their finishes, the bottle is named after, it shows the hands of the horse and the name of the horse at some point in, in a Derby, right? Doesn't necessarily mean they won, doesn't necessarily mean that they were a champion of sorts, but they've won at some point, you know? Oh, really? That's yeah, interesting. That's where I it didn't is. Know or they've raced at some point. Sorry. Well, here's another funny thing. I'm going to throw this out. Um, my son, Gavin, and Kelsey, I became a grandfather over the past weekend. And uh, I'm just saying congratulations to them, to their eight-pound baby girl, Savannah Rose Hodges. And the funny thing is, is we didn't know... We did know it was going to be a girl. Of course, we didn't know the name, which is kind of fun. Um, but when they told me it was Savannah Rose, we, uh, me and my wife, after we saw him and got to hang out with the little girl, whatever, I was like, Savannah Rose, man, it sounds like a horse, mm -hmm. right? Uh, it sounds like a horse in the Kentucky Derby. Go, Savannah Rose goes over, you know. The, Savannah Rose is coming around. He's the coming around uh, <laughs> the corner of three, uh, the three corner, Savannah and she's Rose coming in. Savannah Rose is looking good. Savannah Rose, when's the twenty-one do? I know, man. It's such a great name, and I'm sure that little girl is going to name up, uh, live up to her name. What a great name! And congratulations to those guys. I am a grandfather one, oh. and expecting two end of December or the first of the year, but it will be the end because they're going to induce on the 28th. My birthday is on the 29th. What, what? what a special gift that would be if my second grand child was born on my birthday. That'd be fantastic. Anyway, I'm just throwing that out there. That's a little family gooba. Gooba. I'm absolutely loving this damn cigar, man. It's going to be interesting when it gets down to the diaper. I come calling it the diaper because it's like this little condom at the end of the deal, which brings it all together. Is it a diaper or a condom? They're kind of two counterproductive things. Yeah. I'd say it's more of a condom because more it's condom. pretty damn tight. Underwear can be a little loose. It's covering the tip. Yeah, it's covering the whole damn condom. tip. And it's, God, it's been done so freaking yeah. well. Yeah, I'm actually very pleased with this cigar. I'm super curious. Day of the event, we're inside it lit. Everyone's hanging out. These things burning, dude. We're gonna see some ashes on these things, man. I think the only reason that you know, now I'm not a long ash guy. You know, I don't really enjoy that. I think it's a little annoying. Well, for myself, myself. And I we've think gone really over cool. that. Yeah. It's really cool people that can do it. I think it's super unique for me. It just bothers me. It's always dropping. But the only reason these things blew off is because of the wind. Plain simple. So hey, hand me that pinhook bottle. I want to read what this one is because each one's different. Like the mash bill, and check out the cork. The it's a real natural. Like I guess they didn't spend any time finishing this cork, of course, because why? Because it's covered in um, wax. But um, and now I lost my train of thought when you said that. But anyway. Um, Damn, I'm just super impressed by so this. So each of these are aged more than three years, so we know that. Unfiltered, 2021 crop. Uh, the horse name was Bourbon Heights, 16 hands, Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Okay, this is just a high, okay, they call this is just a high-proof bourbon, so 119.9. Um, 
yeah man i mean it's it's really interesting like went to uh when i was in kentucky there was one bar i was at um that shall not be named the overexpensive bar sidebar right there in kentucky if you go there don't make sure you ask what prices are but uh um they literally had a wall like had to be four feet long a shelf just in a rate and they like i appreciated this they even did it by shade of color so like lightest to darkest on the wax just pin hooks oh, it had really? to be it had to be 12 14 of them up there just lined up you know and it was almost like cool can i start on the left and work my way to the right like <laughs> does it work that way or you know but it's i don't know what the benefit is to putting so many because I've only known about Pinhook for about a year now. Well, because here's my thought on that. I would almost bet the Pinhook that you and I drank a year ago isn't available anymore. It's just gone. So then when they do that wax color again, it's just a different one. Yeah, but there's so many. I mean, and it kind of frustrates let's, me a little bit to have for so damn many. I want to physically count these. But nevertheless, I have not, you know, we haven't talked about it yet because I haven't uh, drank they're it. They're releasing a tenure. I'm just finishing up my uh, Ezra Brook because that's been an amazing visit on its own. Oh, yeah. So they do different releases through the years. So, okay. All right. So this makes sense. There aren't currently 22 expressions out. There are 22 since 14. So they had a 14 to 16, they had a 17, 18, 19, 20. So let's look at 21. You have flagship, which is orange, flagship rye. That's high proof right there, that's a 21. Uh, the blue, <clears throat> the dark one is high proof rye. The gold one is the vertical series bourbon, six years old. Uh, vertical series rye is five years old. And then the collaborative 10 year pin hook. That's 21. So this year you're getting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven bottles this year. Seven different expressions. That's crazy. So now here's the other question. Are they in Missouri? Because I bought this in Illinois. Nope. Okay, so I go, you know, we're, we regularly go to AP, Mr. Weller, table yep. 36 to deliver the Cyclops and the hooligans over there. Um, shout out to him but when I go over there also my mom which is crazy enough she lives down road not even a half mile from AP and I go over there so I guess I will be supplying the group with the pin hook because when I go over there I'll grab them or if he goes over there we'll grab them oh yeah but it's fantastic it is still saying and I do not believe that it's still 70 degrees I, I don't believe that because I just feel, well, no, it's like, it's checking its shit right now. Because I feel like it's dropped about 10 degrees. So, yep, yep, there it did. It's dropped 9 degrees. It's like <laughs> 63 degrees in Wildwood right now, where it was around 71. And those numbers probably don't match, but they ain't no man. It, it ain't no big deal. Anyway, I just thought, because I had to go down to the farm uh, to such shut some shit down and make sure everything was cool because I try to go down there every week because this is what deer season yep and of course I wasn't there five minutes and my neighbor had a buck um, he caught on the backside of my property and he was showing it to me 
and um, deer season is in full-fledged and everybody that I know seems to have got a deer this year I don't know usually that's a little unusual I got one every uh, front end of my truck. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, but you didn't jump out and, and uh, well, in that case, I guess you got to jump out and when it happens, call the police, they come and give you the authorization. I guess you can just throw it in your well, truck. Well, actually, actually, bring it home Missouri, to the kitchen. You don't, and, you don't need authorization. If you hit it, you can claim it. Anybody oh, really? Can claim it. Yep. Anybody can claim it. Yeah. Well, I, I found this out a few weeks ago. Anybody can claim it here. Well, that's interesting because back in Utah, you had to call DNR the minute, yep. like if you hit a moose, and I'm not talking about a deer, a deer probably weighs 100. No, you call DNR after 911 because when you hit the moose, someone's dead. And the moose is laying there with a broken fucking leg trying to get a shotgun to the dome. All right, well, let me give you a little story real quick because I lived in Utah for 10 years and my uh, construction buddy, we're at his house having a gathering and a party and his girlfriend was coming home from work we lived in Heber, which is just down in a valley from Park City. She ran uh, the Canyon Spa. She's coming home. Hit a frickin' moose. Totaled the whole front of her car. Totally fine. We show up. We call her, pick her up. They cart her thing off. The, the, the moose is there. And a deer is a hundred and let's say 120 pounds maybe for a deer average, average i don't know uh, average average female moose is about 600. a male a small horse yeah i mean a horse can you know i don't know it's about the same damn size but anyway oh they're you can at that point either you can have the moose you can take it or you can send out a thing the police have charitable organizations where they what would you call that harvesting like you yeah, call a charitable organization and they have guys that'll come out because they in utah around twenty thousand deer and moose a year so they've got a system built up that that goes to and can be harvested to um a group that takes them and gives them out to the needy mm -hmm. and whatever, which I think is an absolutely fantastic idea. I don't know what it is here in Missouri. I've never checked. I don't think it's that way here. That's actually a federal law. It's actually in the uh, um, Roosevelt law, Roosevelt rules when it comes to hunting. Federally, it is illegal to openly serve game meat or sell game meat in a restaurant. So depending on municipalities and states, it would actually be illegal for a soup kitchen to claim a deer from the police, clean it up, make sure it's healthy, have it tested and all that, and then cook that meat and serve it. It actually, that's technically illegal. Well, you know what's funny is because um, my neighbor who, he, he shot this buck, he says, um, I have to tag it and take it into town and have it tested to make sure it doesn't have any disease or whatever. Uh, but. He's chronic, like CD chronic, uh, right? Whatever it is, but he, this guy, this, this, um, oh, what the hell is it? It's a, it, what do they call the ones with? The, it's a buck, right? Mm -hmm. It's a buck. Yeah. But it was healthy as hell, and he he told me right off the bat. He goes, if this had disease, it would be thin. You would know that there's a problem with it. it but either way, they take it in, get it tested. And um, I guess that's another level to getting it to somebody in need. But anyway, I think it's a great idea, which Missouri was doing it. I don't know if they are or not. I haven't checked it because we're just talking on our ass right now. <laughs> and, you know, but I think it's an amazing idea. 
it's just like all the kitchens around town when they have extra food they try to get out to the needy and I applaud all those guys for doing that because you got to go the extra mile to do that it's a lot of work and, and cost in doing that but I think it's fantastic so in saying that have we drank this yet no let's cheers this pin hook and get this going 119.9 just shy of what that's right wow <laughs> totally different totally fucking different yeah and it's right off the bat and i know you guys who drink bourbon and maybe cigars and you don't retrohale and maybe you've retrohaled and really not even know you've done it, but... Well, retrohaling with bourbon's a trick. That's a little different. It's kind of a natural event, but I think because I'm so used to doing it with my cigar, I naturally do it with the bourbon. But that retrohale was crazy right off the bat. Yeah, it's... Mm. Man, this cigar, with that broadleaf on there, as you start getting closer and closer to it, I think it's real buttery. What are, you, what are you doing? I don't know. Are, I was licking are, it. I was like trying to get some butter off of it. I was like, what the hell is he talking about? I was kind of licking that broadly. See if I can get any butter. I can't get any goddamn butter. But, you know, we are coming down to the trifecta because all three are going right into the uh, wrap right now or the condom or the brown condom or the, the latch key that's holding all this shit together. I have some cool uh, cigar news I want to share. I oh. thought it was pretty cool. Well then, so do uh, tell. I am pulling this from Half Wheel because it just popped up on my phone. I thought it was pretty neat. Uh, Thirty members of Congress formed the Congressional Cigar Caucus. Their mission statement says their description of themselves: the Congressional Cigar Caucus will serve as an informal group of members dedicated to preserving the artisan craft of the cigar industry while educating members on how the cigar industry impacts American families, workforce, agriculture, and the economy. There are 30 reps in there, and... Is that like Senate? Like, you can... None of them are from Missouri. Can you, like, can, like, Hodge, the bourbon cowboy, like, be voted in to, like, be a cigar senator from Missouri no you'd have to be voted as senator of Missouri sitting in Congress and then so you have to be an actual senator to represent the cigar guys yes they're congressional members oh these are Congress members well so there's something I don't have to worry uh, a lot of Nebraska Kentucky obviously Florida all over the board uh, Minnesota Wisconsin Texas New York I guess we can do that individually Kraft Imperial can be like uh, a supporter uh preserving cigar rights well we're a, we're a cra member i mean yeah we joined cra that's we do that but that's the the best you know i mean we donate the cigars for warriors we're in cra uh you know there's not unfortunately unlike and and there's really no lateral comparison for this when it comes to politics and the cigar industry in politics, you know, you can, as a local community or group, you can make enough noise or change that someone's attracted to it, and they grab it and they take it up the ladder, right? The cigar industry, we're not trying to change anything with the exception of stop trying to fuck with our tobacco, right? Like, premium tobacco is not marijuana. There's no problem with marijuana. 
there's no problem with premium tobacco, right? If you want to take cigarettes and make cigarette companies use premium tobacco, right? Then let premium tobacco go. You'll watch, you'll watch cancer-related deaths to cigarettes fall. You know, make chewing tobacco. Just cut up some tobacco and make it wet and chew on it. Nobody would do it, right? All we're trying to fight for is that you take our classification of tobacco out of cigarette, chewing, pouches, vapor, you know, get away from all of that because it's not the same thing. You know, so we can make all the noise we want and it's not really going to do a bunch of nothing. That's right. why this is a big move because now you actually have congressional places actually putting forth effort. Well, that is so cool, man. I'm Listen, I'm just going to say it right up. I'm so happy to be here with you on the back porch because, listen, when we tell you that we do not sit down, script, or do any shit for our podcast... I was at the farm. I'm coming home. We knew we were going to do a podcast within the next two years. I called my bro. I says, hey, man, I'm coming in uh, from St. James. I knew you had a night gig going on tonight. And I'm like, hey, how about this? Let's not waste the damn day. Let's giddy up and let's get this thing going. I'll come right to your house because he lives in Wildwood. I live in De Pere. So it was right on my, I mean, literally a second off my route to come here and uh, everything was available last minute whatever and we put this together and here we are and he's putting his little comfy blanket over his legs because he's in his shorts I am in uh, Levi's because I knew this shit was going to go down I couldn't believe it though it was like no there's no way because they're like 12 o'clock it's going to drop 10 degrees and tonight we're talking 32 so we're talking yeah. 70 to this morning all the way down to 32 tonight so that's 42 50 is like 40 degrees oh, difference degree drop, by yeah. end of the night i'm not a mathematician but i think i got that right anyway so i'm saying thanks to you for hosting here at this christmas chalet because he has already got this place dialed in and it's already looking Christmassy. I'm not like that. I didn't. I had nothing to do with this. Okay, <laughs> he may not, but at my household, if I even see a Christmas bulb before Thanksgiving is over, I'm pissed. I'm like, I like to enjoy each one of my holidays, and Thanksgiving, which is kind of crazy to me, because listen, Thanksgiving is a time to be thankful for what you have, but yet we pass that holiday over a little bit. I think just to get to christmas which is a glutton of presents yeah. and eating and shit what do you what about what you, the on, thanksgiving on, like let's why what wouldn't thanksgiving expect? why wouldn't thanksgiving be the best because this is all of us being thankful for what right. we have like no jack around like anymore. man be thankful <laughs> what do you expect when you have a halloween old house where you get to dress up do whatever you want act like an asshole for a day right and then you know that less than, than, what, 60 days later, it's Christmas and snow and fun and, and rom-coms and whatever the fuck else, right? Yeah, like, I you get know. you. All I ever hear about Thanksgiving now is someone bitching because they're hosting. Right, and like, I'm not sure how to cook a fucking turkey. And I, what, like, is that, how many blow-ups can you have for fucking Thanksgiving, right? It's like Jason Momoan is probably out there in the last two days or whatever, doing a turkey blow-up. He's looking good doing it, but he's got that damn beautiful blow-up turkey, and Excuse he's me. on it. One second. One second. 
What the fuck brought us to Jason Momoa? Because I I have a job. He's out a beautiful man. I'm gonna tell you this. Because I have a job out in Fenton and I was there at eight in the morning and there's this guy right next to the house I'm remodeling. He looks just like Jason Momoa, probably about 70 pounds heavier. And he's out there on his hands and knees with a fucking hammer and he's nailing in these little, you know, like, um, what do you call this thing? Like tent, tent? Stakes? Stakes. Like staking down his fucking turkey blow up so they don't blow away. And I look at my uh, brother who's been with me for 11 years, uh, Armando, who does these remodels with me. And I'm like, man, wouldn't it be nice? That's the only thing we had to do is come out and nail down some blow up turkeys in the morning. And he did an awesome job and it looks fantastic. But I mean, is there really a lot of caricature and a lot of shit going on for Turkey Day? No. It's like, put a fucking turkey, blow up turkey, let's get a bunch of food, get fat, drink some drinks, and have a... It's like kind of like a, a halftime before you get to fucking Christmas. Sure. Right? <clears throat> yeah, and at least you get football on Thanksgiving. Right. Christmas, you get basketball. And what are we going to get? We're going to get the Lions and Packers, isn't that? Is that what the game is this year? Well, it's always <laughs> like... Or it's like Minnesota and the Jets. It's well, listen. Okay, Let's so... Find the, Let's find out. The, the fucking uh, Detroit Lions have not won a game in like, what? I don't know, three, four years? And they just tied. Who did they tie? I can't remember. But their big claim to fame right now is they tied... I can't remember. Okay, okay. Well, one of they these. They tied last one, week. Damn, we got three games. But I want to say. There's three it's games always, on this year. Is it the Lions and Packers? Lions and Bears. Wow, okay. And then you've got the Raiders, Cowboys, and the Bills, Saints. You got three games that day. Ooh. So after the Chiefs kick Cowboys' ass this coming Sunday, yeah, baby. they'll have to go right on a short term, right into their. Because you always got to have America's team, right? On. Thanksgiving, you know, I don't know. Still a little confusing. You know, America is always out of whack. On how like, it's America's team, and we didn't really get the Alamo until, uh, you know, we were. Nobody sent me some shit saying who's America's team, because <laughs> I don't really have one right now, to be quite honest with you. I'm hoping someday, to be honest with you, when this whole shit goes down, and um, they say, "Hey, St. Louis, you're awarded billions." We're going to say, St. Louis is going to say, okay, this is what we want. Well, I don't know who makes this decision. I'm assuming it's the mayor, but hopefully it's not. We want the same fucking stadium that St. Louis was going to build on the riverfront, which was going to be a badass, beautiful stadium, retractable roof with a marina and entertainment because St. Louis should have... The waterfront being the most badass waterfront in all of America because that is the gateway to the West. Well, hey, can I can I cut in real quick? Go ahead, because so, I'm on a roll. Right, all right. But you know why it won't be the most badass waterfront? Why? It's the fucking Mississippi. What is the difference in the Mississippi or Missouri or a, a quip of whip? Well, because, uh, you know, the fucking San Francisco Giants look out into the fucking... They don't have river. a fucking river, though. They're they right. got a they bay. They got the fuck. Who gives a shit? It's better than a river. <laughs> okay, whatever. I don't know why you got off on that. But Missouri is the gateway to the West. We got the fucking arch. Who's got a fucking arch? Guess what? St. Louis. And guess what's on our waterfront? Nothing. 
We got a little Becky Thatcher which can barely paddle with its wheel its shit up the fucking you gotta have a mask on to have a drink on the damn thing. Well in this it's episode so of Hodges St. Louis breakdown. Well, I'm just saying it is what it is, and I'm hoping the future of this shit will bring some glory back to St. Louis. Oh I think I think St. Louis in the next let's say ten years, right? Because it'll take I'm two years to five. It'll take two years to build a stadium. Right, I'm saying right. like full, full force action with the soccer stadium being finished. Yes. Right, shape it's getting its remodeled yes. soon. Right, I about ten years. I think you're gonna look at what you have in, um, like, like Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey, where you've got the Garden, you have Foxborough, you have the Sports Town, you have Yankee Stadium, right? You have MetLife, even though it's in Jersey, whatever. Right, you. You have these kind of conclusive, everything kind of operates around those. I, I really, really see that happening in St. Louis. Because Cronky is going to get part of my French. He's going to get fucked hard. Well, they're going to have to pay us billions. He's lucky he married a Walton, I'll tell you that. But Did you say a, Wal well, a Walton? I was yeah, thinking like Walton. Walmart. Walmart. But anyway, yeah. I think we will get the stadium. Now, of course, you guys laugh all you want because this is what I'm hoping. No, it'll look great we on the We get the stadium that I originally walls. want before they built that fucking dome that I didn't want. We get this, we improve the waterfront, and we get the Chargers. I'm a big proponent of getting the Chargers because guess what? Nobody in fucking L.A. gives a shit about the Chargers. Nobody. But you bring the Chargers with probably the best uniforms in the NFL, and their colors are powder blue, yellow, lightning bolts, match up with the powder blue outfits of the blues, which I love. Yeah, that but those, there's a reason those are alternate jerseys. Please do not <laughs> stop my roll because I'm on a roll. And we've got the Chargers, the Blues, the Battle Hawks, and then soccer, we've got St. Louis City. Is yeah. that what they're called? Yeah. The St. Louis Cityans? St. Louis City FC. City some shit? St. Louis City FC. Okay. Or SPL For City all the FC. soccer guys in St. Louis. Uh-oh. We took care of that. But I think that would be fantastic. We could be sitting here five years, have a stadium being built, and the Chargers are coming to St. Louis. And I know that owner wants nothing to do with St. Louis, but yet he don't know shit about St. Louis. If this guy actually came here and me and you could host him and take him around here, give him some Kraft Imperial cigars and shit, take him to the best eating establishments and tell him the potential of this riverfront community, which is should be the freaking gateway you to know, the West. You know it would be amazing. In my personal opinion, if you're trying to convince anyone to bring an NFL team here, right? I don't give Chargers, it could be the fucking St. Louis River Rat. I don't know. Whatever Did you want you, to call them, right? Were you almost saying the River, river rats? rats? Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm just being funny, The right? River Rats. Dude, you know what I'm talking about when... No, I don't. No, no, no. River no. Rats? Listen to what I'm saying. That second Battlehawk home game we went to, right? Completely sold out. Line out the door. They had to open the second deck for people to sit. I understand that. That's when you have, that's when you have Goodell, you have freaking all these big wigs. Bring them to that game. And be like, dude, nobody here really gives a single shit about any player on that team. We don't know who they are. No one follows them. No one knows. Are much you talking about Chargers? Them. Battlehawks. When we the Battlehawks. Oh, Battlehawks. But if you saw the way St. Louis, just the way we wanted to watch football, 
That would that would change any. You'd be like, hmm, money, <laughs> money. It's all about money. Money. And here's the thing. There's nothing saying. And here's what doesn't happen in most expansion teams, right? Typically, when you start an expansion team or you or you change a team, right? Much like with the Rams, and when the Chargers came to LA, they were playing in that that field for a year, right? You still have the dome. You play in the fucking dome for a right. year while your stadium is being built. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's not like you have to move anywhere. I like I like that you're reminding me of that. That's good. You're welcome. But here's the problem. Like, hey, uh, Rock and your ex is is the girl that's his investor. Yeah, his ex, Gabby Gart. Whatever. Whatever. She's like a fucking titan on her own. Let's get this shit going. Get the Battle Hawks back here quickly, and I you better say, make sure I they're think, damn good. I think that's the only confirmed team right now. Well, it seems slow. I mean, it seems well, 20, slow. Well, 2022, it's the USFL now. It's not the XFL anymore. What? Yeah, they, they merged with the Canadian Football League. It's the USFL. And now they're going to call it the USFL yeah. again? Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. No, no, no. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I'm speaking out of my ass. Okay, I am officially... How, how long are we into our podcast? One hour and one minute. One hour and one minute, and I'm getting ready to drop my Chilibre into the bucket. Bam, it's gone. So that's one hour and win, and that was yep. a hell of a fucking smoke. And as usual, he's about 10 minutes ahead of me, which that's typical when we smoke. Yeah. It's, but I mean, it's... And I'm all thing, excited about this shit. I'm pumped. I'm right, ready to rock and roll. It's really cool how this rolled as they got closer together. It did. But you were about denser. where I'm at. Yeah. It's denser. Or not, I don't know if denser is a word. It's more dense. Dense is like really heavy, like forestation. Like it's yeah. very dense. So, all right, I, guys, we'll I always take a, took dense as dumb. We'll take a quick break. We're going to come back with a new cigar. I'm um, going to get a parka. He's going to get his packa. We'll get my packa <laughs> uh, coat on. I'm going to put a hoodie on because right. it's officially gotten cold out here. It is and, officially uh, getting cold, but we we'll do have right a back. little heat burning over in the wind, but it's, it's okay. A little bit. I uh, can't feel no heat. It's on But it looks good. Back, it looks good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Check this out from Stone Tribe, and we'll be back with you guys shortly. You're listening to Stone Tribe on the Craft and Puro podcast. Download our brand new song, Island Time, and help us raise money for United Cerebral Palsy. 25% of our profits go to help families pay for desperately needed medical equipment and procedures. Connect with Stone Tribe at stonetribemusic.com for music and the latest Stone Tribe merch. Hi right, guys, we're there. back. We, uh... Finished off that Culebra. Um, that's just going to be Craft and Peel's Culebra for now. We're not really going to give it a name yet. We don't. We got to think on that one. That's going to be fun. Looking really excited to see how the reception goes on that stick. It was a lot of fun. It really was. To smoke it all together like that was super unique. Um, so we're getting ready for another pour of uh, this pin hook here, which uh, I wish pin hook was locally available, man. It's I haven't had a bad one yet. And you know, we were kind of talking about this. When you have a lot of different expressions, I feel like you do that because some aren't as good as others and others are better than some, right? And you gotta kinda hit everybody's little want or need, but this Penhook's been great. So next cigar we're firing up, we jumped into some- uh, It's been a really nice, um, and by the way, I, 
and I just like to talk about it because you guys don't know, but I use, what would you call this cutter? It's a Perfecto cutter. It's a Perfecto cutter. AKA dummy proof. I'm dummy proof, sticking my little pigtail through the hole, snipping it, you can't fucking do, it just like scaves the top of that cap, which is really what you want to be honest with you. And can I do it otherwise? Yes, I can, but what the fuck? If it does it for me, I say good deal. But I'm getting ready to do the Pravada. And this is a Drew Estate, but this is, mine is called the Velvet Rat. Velvet Rat. That's one of the Unico series releases. It's a bit of a Cazadora's shape. Um, and I'm actually smoking the Robusto Pravada T52. So we decided to go into some Pravada stuff. Um, I picked the Ratzilla up down there at uh, Captain Z's when we were delivering the Hooligan. Um, so thought he pulled that guy out. I was like, hey, look, I don't have any Radzilla lying around, but Let's I got a it. box of 52, so why not smoke into them? Want me to turn up my here DuPont lighter? That's the one we lost at the event. Uh, Where'd it go? Yeah. But it's back in the family. Somebody's got my uh, Macanoodle black and gold, but we'll find it, I'm sure. This is our uh, cigar lighting moment. This is the exact reason I tell everyone it is not enjoyable to have a cigar on the beach. So on any beach, I don't care what kind of day you have, it'll be the calmest day in the world, there's still gonna be trade winds coming off the water, right? Right. It's the most annoying time to light a cigar. And, and or now if you you're on the top. Eastbound 12 mile an hour wind shooting through my friggin' patio, it's not easy to light a cigar. As well as being on the top floor oh, with 12, a pool <laughs> at the last hotel. Is that what it's called? The last, last hotel? hotel, yeah. And we're up there the other night celebrating Whitney's birthday. And oh, yeah, not yeah, to guys. mention, it's like 25 mile an hour winds and it's what, like 30 degrees? Yeah. And we're all out there rocking it like, it's, we're not bro. bothering us. Good old time. And I'm just like, uh, the only thing that's not bothering us is the alcohol we're putting in ourselves to stand um, out there and shake and smoke shout our Shout out cigars. to uh, the Squirtin' German, his wife, uh, Whitney. She's Crescent and Fable on uh, Instagram and Facebook and stuff. She's the one that did our pictures about a year ago um, at, uh, at Lit and we were having our cigars, uh, our, our podcast going on. And uh, it's her, her 31st birthday. We had a great time. Shout out to Brad out at Blood and Sand. Um, then we went up to Last Hotel and we saw um, I'm digging for names. I'll reach out names. So we saw some familiar faces, um, and we actually got out on the rooftop, and we were we did enjoy a cigar. But again, it was. I mean, you're 12 stories in the air in a city. Um, I mean, in the heart of the city, you're on Washington Bullet, Washington Avenue, in the heart of the city. Like, I mean, it was fantastic. High rise buildings, awesome, great pictures, cool skyline. But dude, smoking up there again. You could be down three more floors on the balcony and enjoy the shit out of yourself with no wind. Eat Here's the crazy thing, as I told my partner, the Viking. Back in the day, what backs up that building is the city museum. And when the city museum 
I want to say is Bob Castley when he bought that and decided to build what he was going to build, the city museum for kids and everything. I was there a part of all of it and we used to late night walk over to what is now the hotel, last hotel, and he had like bolted a hippopotamus on the corner of that building. And I want to say it's probably it's there. 13, 14 stories up maybe. Uh, rooftop is 13. And we yeah. took pictures, me riding that hippo before any of this shit started. Now the hippo's still up there, but it's not like out, it's like towards the pool so you can't get in any trouble. Just the way he like put a school bus 15 feet off the fucking corner of the city museum so the kids can go up there and the bottom is all plexiglass and it's just crazy cool. And um, the cool thing told Bob Castley when he did all that work up there was all I think a lot of women and family members were like, man, it just seems so scary. And he was like, you know, we've gotten away from the risk factor of having your kids scarred up or bang a head or break an arm or whatever. I'm like, the risk factor, the protection that we give our kids today is so grand that we don't allow for any, um, things to go wrong and Dude, they do hotel, that's a natural not, order of what should happen city museum is an absolutely amazing place and i don't think there's big risk there i don't at all well i would know because I'm, I'm not their lawyer but there probably is some things that have gone wrong but anyway i just wanted to tie that in because we were up there the other day and i remember it from um um its start and where it is today is amazing. And obviously, most people who know Bob Castley know that he passed away out trying to create concrete land. Yes, he did. Out by uh, the isn't, old Chain of Rocks isn't, Park. Isn't there a uh, conspiracy theory that he was murdered? The conspiracy theory is he was murdered because his son, at some point, was involved with drugs and was owed money and they came out to collect from his dad and that happened and that's kind of the conspiracy uh theory in a nutshell and uh, and and that's not nothing by me that's been readily available in the riverfront times and but many times over but the guy was amazing i spent a lot of time with him and it was a great deal so i'm just trying to tie it in with our evening there at the top of the hotel which if you ever get an opportunity to get up high like at the last hotel and see the skyline at night and have a cocktail or a cigar or whatever you're into i just say do it because st louis skyline is beautiful now is it chicago no but go to Chicago no. and spend an evening and you'll come back and you'll be like, this is too big for me. And when you uh, get back to St. Louis, you'll be like, know. I love St. Louis. It's the right size for me. I think Chicago is a little fucking crazy. I think that every city has its focal points and places you can be. You know, you're talking Boston, Manhattan, Times Square, right? Austin. St. Louis, Chicago, LA, right? There are different unique unique areas inside those where you can, like last hotel, right? 
Last hotel is freaking dope, right? That's an but awesome you can walk spot. within. I'm a walker first. Walker too, but you can also you can also. But I can walk a, to everywhere in St. Louis. Chicago can, is fucking huge. You cannot walk all of Chicago. No, but if you plan where you want to go, you well, can of walk course to you one can. Point. Yes, yeah, yes, you can't yes. walk to everywhere in St. Louis. And I'm just given my preferences is after I did the Trump and the walking past the Trump Hotel to get like over to. Um, the House of Blues and to get to these places I like to walk and to get there unless it's a perfect fucking day and I got tennis shoes and shit on it's a haul yeah so it's a little big for me Chicago's fantastic and I love Chicago but when it gets back down to it when I pull into St. Louis I love St. Louis yeah it's a good city man I enjoy it a lot may I have some pinhook please yes you may sir thank you sir <coughs> But yeah, it's, yep. it's it's good. Last Hotel is actually a unique little story, man. I mean, they did a lot of, did still do a lot of work with Dave Weglars down at still 630. There's actually an exclusive ride that's bottled for them um, at Last Hotel. Uh, currently is is under production. but And uh, that was actually going to be the site of the 2019... 2020 Smoke at Last. It was going to be a big Jim Beam sponsored multi cigar lounge kind of venue. And, uh, you know, COVID went and killed all that. So, but it was going to be a pretty, pretty dope spot for sure. All right. I know there was like a lull. I was taking a selfie of us in our little blankets now because hey man we rocked that it's like dropping like two degrees like every minute it's, it's in the 50s man yeah it's crazy we are let me check we it. are officially from the time when we started recording it was 71 degrees outside we are an hour and 13 in with about a 15 minute break so we'll say an hour and a half is 55 degrees outside that's an 18 degree drop and we're listening to stick figure always one of my Lately, just favorites. amazing bands that I'm enjoying the shit out. So of. you guys, you guys know when you're you're driving around the car, like, and, and I smoke in my vehicle. Can't smoke in my rental, kind of sucks. But I smoke in my vehicle. We've had plenty of cigars in the truck together, like going wherever we're going. And uh, you'll you have you have your own music you jam to, and sometimes you'll skip it when you're with friends, right? You're like, I'm not really in it. You know how many stick figure songs I hopped over when we were in the truck together? You 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 skip them because they're them? long. The average play time on a stick figure song is four minutes. You know, and I would just jump them. I didn't I didn't like I never thought about it. I didn't think you'd get into it. Well, the thing about stick figure for me is is like every once in a while I'll find something that's different, like chill, like. I'm like a blues guy. I love Drew's Traveler, The Dead, all these guys, jam bands, whatever. And I love jazz to a certain point, but it can get very repetitive for me. And even country, I don't like the old twangy country, but I don't like the popsy country. I like probably outlaw country is where I kind of fit into. Yeah, but classify that, right? Because when you and I, and, I, and I'm very young, I just have old sight, right? When you and I say outlaw country, we're talking haggard, cash, um, oh, oh my yes. God. Okay, right, yes. okay. Yes, 
Outlaw Country now is like Morgan Wallen, Justin Moore. Well, know, that could be too, crazy, because I'm not listening to none of that new shit. I'm still listening to Outlaw the way I used to know it, from George Strait to Merle Haggard to the, um, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. But now, every once in a while I get bored. Even the chill music that I used to really like, which was unique, now they're bastardizing chill like every fucking song you know they're they're trying to turn it into chill music well and then every all all these new bands right so like new newest vibe band that i listen to is cashed out right there's some young kids from florida they're actually really really good but when you see all these like like these these short performers that come up in these shows everything's got to have that rasta reggae bass tune to it and then there's this weird kind of yeah like like shy vibe to it there's no more like that's why i've always like dirty heads is one of one of my favorite bands in the world we all know that right but dirty heads is the only band that i know that can go from straight rapping with tech nine on stage to singing the most chill vibed out song about getting high you've ever heard in your life and they can go to a next song in the set about getting drunk at a party and then jumps into a two-way with fucking sublime and rome you know what i mean like they do their own thing but they cover five genres and you might want to pull that down no i got it it's i got this one but here's my thing i agree with you i've listened to dirty heads and when you listen to um stick figure the recommendation is all the ones i've listened to all of them my brother's a big reggae guy but listen i marley he's the man but i just when i heard stick figure it just stuck out for me because not only the words great the guy who sings he's got a very unique voice and the vibe is really good but yet the music and the the musical melody that goes along with what he does is something special i think it stands out amongst all of them it's like there's an old song by um ralph stanley which you probably won't know he's an old uh like church going like ultra blues grass guy who sings gospel and there's a song called Matthew Grove. And, and in this song, he sings about, there's a, a woman in the altar listening to the preacher preach. And he's attracted to her. And he says, it's a fl- she's a flower among the few. And I think that stick figure. Ooh, a flower among the few? A flower among the few. I just want to walk and do something. You know how you're an artist? I've already got a tattoo I did going for my leg with that. But what I'm saying is if you look at a woman and you look at a whole room of women, and then he describes her as a flower among the few, meaning that he uh, there's a band of flowers, but she is the one flower among the few that I'm attracted to. And it's like stick figure for me. It is a flower among the few. These artists that are doing this type of music i just feel like they're unique it stands out and i think everything about them is very unique and i'm enjoying the shit out of it do you ever do you ever think about the way of music so like <clears throat> i say this like the way music can change a cigar and i know this is such a hippie fucking caravan moment i don't really care 
my music tendency has changed through the year, right? Like I, I can listen to the, 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 the reggae all year long, doesn't bother me. But in cold, cold weather is when I really get into my Sinatra, Elton John, Bowie, yes. uh, Billy Joel. Like I start transferring into all of that. And by the uh, way, I've got a new music guy for you to listen to. I think and you're going to be blown away. I have found music can adjust the speed in which I smoke. Absolutely. And I don't know why that is. I'm not exactly Why do you sure. think artists listen to music while they're painting? I mean, music is everything, brother. In my book. Well, that's true. Yeah, you can't argue that. But I'm so gonna... I'm smoking this uh, this T52, and uh, I don't have, I don't think I've really talked much Drew Estate on the podcast. But um, when it comes to the Pravada line, a lot of the Unico stuff, the ultra rare stuff that Drew Estate does. I'm a huge Willie Herrera fan. I really like what he's done at Drew Estate with the Miamis and the Broadleaf uh, and his Reserva stuff. But when it comes to Pravada, I am a T52 guy. Uh, number nine has the Oscuro wrapper, but I really like these Habanos, these stalk cuts on the 52. I like the pure punch, raw tobacco flavor that you get in the cigar. Followed by the strength, followed by the spice, the sweetness, the candy that is Liga Pravada. Um, obviously being able to gift the Velvet Rat to the Cowboy. Like, I always look for these fun Unico things. I really, really love the Velvet Rat and the L40. Um, I've said this, but I have talked about the L40 in my Lancero talk before. Currently, I think that the top three Lanceros on the market are Luciano's Traveler, followed thereafter by the L40 and um, La Florida Minicana's Lancero is, is pretty fucking fire. So, um, actually, I take that back. LFD got replaced when I found we were in St. James. We went to that uh, stop and shop that had the humidor, and they had the My Father 22s in those Lanceros. And I bought the box of those Lanceros. That, that right there kind of stole that show. That was, that was pretty gnarly. Well, I can tell you right now, this fucking cigar is amazing. The Velvet Rat. That's just crazy shit. The Velvet Rat. Only place carrying those right now is Captain Z's. Zach's got them down there. Really? Yep. Oh, oh my gosh. Excuse you. Well, I'm gonna enjoy the shit out of this. This is fantastic. Anyway, I'm gonna have another little pour of this pen. That glass is a little confusing, isn't it? So when I went, when, I, when we, we were but in I, the- To be honest with you, I don't like it because <laughs> it's like so stealthy. I don't know what the fuck's in there. When uh, when I was in Louisville, uh, we went to Old Forester. We were hanging out there in the distillery, tasting on some things. And everything they were pouring were in these pitch black Glen Cairns. And I was like, dude, I have to have two of those. They are very, what's trippy about them is that when I say pitch black, I'm not just talking like hue black tent. You can't see through the glass, and it's, it's heavier. Black. It's heavier than a regular glass. It's black in and out. It's black. It's so stuck. as you're as you're as you're sipping away to what you're drinking, you and can't we really have a get picture. You guys are gonna get to see it. They're super cool, man. They're about fifty-two dollars a piece at Old Forester, but they're they're super unique. And you hand wash them. Don't put them in the dishwasher. But, so what you got going on for Thanksgiving, man? 
Um, well, Savannah Rose and my son, you know, Gavin and Kelsey are coming in town. Maddie and Dylan, we're all going to get together with the Hodge clan and we're going to chomp on some turkey, baby. Nice. How you doing? It's going to be on Friday, not Thursday, but Friday. Okay. And then you guys are taking a big bird down to Key West. Woo! <laughs> That's okay. We did it last year, and we I'm did. jealous as shit. We did but the Green Street you guys will be sending there. me all these pics, making me jealous. You're probably I, gonna do the same shit, and I I'm gonna be so back, jealous. I bring back gifts. Get that goddamn conch chowder that I I sent yeah, you to yeah, over there from dog, two, dog, friends, two, two friends, two dogs, two friends, right over there. The white uh, conch chowder, which listen, there's a lot of conch chowder, but a lot of it's red. This is white based. No, no, no. Probably a, there is not a lot of conch chowder. There's a lot of clam chowder. <laughs> there's well, right. one conch chowder, but it's good. Yeah, for listeners. When you clam is New England, East Coast, whatever, when you get closer to the Keys, it's conch. And that, I'm telling you, if you've ever experienced white base cream conch chowder, it takes the cake. It is the best. It is pretty good. I won't argue that. So you'll have to let me know your second go around on some conch chowder. Yeah. Um... It's gonna be cool, man. Um, be down there. Uh, we've got the Mad Russian cruising down with us. It should be all right. Live music, hanging out, just chilling the whole night. No podcast this year from Keys. Um, put some posts up, stuff like that. I got some treats, got to pick up for the boys, but it'll be pretty cool, man. Um, Thanksgiving's always always fun, but you know me personally, like we were talking earlier, right? Like I. I think we're, we're fortunate when it comes to uh, like cigars and, and what we drink and how we drink and where we drink and how we enjoy our, our vices. During the winter, it's always cool to have spots like we do, right? Like we can fire the fire pits up, we can hang out outside, we're okay to a certain point and chill. Um, but it gets, Thanksgiving's always been weird to me my entire life, like it's never really been a thing. You know, so Christmas, or I'm sorry, no, 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 Christmas has never really been a thing. Thanksgiving was always cool because even if you had friends, you could just, you could get a group of people together, fuck off and hang out. It was fun, you know? Um, so let's like, break it down. What are the two biggest, busiest drinking days of the year? Right. Christmas Eve and the day before Thanksgiving. Yes. Well, the night before Thanksgiving, since all the college kids come back, in town and they're all off school and they come into town and they get all their cool friends together and they all go drinking and they're like half wits the next day they're eating a bunch of turkey and shit and they put on like five six pounds at least as athletes i always remember because when i'd come home we'd have to run our ass off for a week to drop <laughs> all the shit we did but my thought is what's so crazy to me is like thanksgiving is like between halloween and christmas there's this Thanksgiving. And the Thanksgiving should be bigger because this is a celebration of thanks for what we have in our life and what we've been given and, and, and had. And so, so that should be like the biggest celebration of our being thankful for what we have, but yet, no. It's like, let's get some turkey, eat some shit, and let's get on to Christmas. It kind of is like that. Like, you know, there's not like, 
you know, we got Nightmare Before Christmas and Halloween and how many movies about Halloween, unless you check the Hallmark, like the Hallmark channel, right? There's just not a lot of, Thanksgiving is like one of the best holidays that just like, let's get it done and get our way on to Christmas. <clears throat> well, Thanksgiving can be cool if you've got the right group around to hang out. You know, I mean, it's good. If you got, fam if you got family, it, I, think it's, I think it's awesome, man. Like family is, family is very important, you know, but some families aren't built the way everybody else's family is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. Like, uh, and I think, then, I honestly, I honestly think that's why in movies you don't see all the movies about the, the happy family, the 12 count table with the cousins and uncles and fucking everybody hanging out, having a good old time. <laughs> but Christmas, what is that? The birth of Christ and... Not even really, though. Jesus Christ and, you know, our Lord and all this stuff, but is anybody doing that? No, it's like, dude, let's get some Christmas pictures, presents for the kids. Right. And all the families getting together and drink and eggnog and do you, have you ever drank eggnog? I fucking love eggnog. So eggnog, let's I get some shit going. It's like party, party. You want guess what? Hey, you want to this talk year up. will be the biggest eggnog and crazy ass party town ever. You want to? People talk are tired of being a blacked good up. cigar pairing. If you can actually, if you can actually do a good blended eggnog, right? You have to use a good whiskey, but you also have to have enough cream. Well, and Evan egg. Williams already has one out. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. But I've been doing it yourself. Oh, right. Like, and what I mean by that is buy that Prairie Farms eggnog, and just slowly add whiskey to it as you taste it. Let's do it. You'll hit a good spot, dude. Take that with like an incredibly sweet that velvet wrap. We need to do with it that? on the next oh, deal. Let's my. do it. The little yeah, eggnog whiskey wrap. Amazing. And then we have, obviously, it's safe to start planning New Year's Eve. Are you in town? I am. But that is Matt Avaldi's daughter getting married and the whole crew. Dude, Howard, how do you steal that day and night? That's why they're going to have the wedding and everybody is down at the Omni down in Washington. It is like the biggest event of the year. And that's uh, Matavaldi's daughter, cool. and they are getting married. It's been two times put off through oh, wow. COVID, right. and they are getting married. So that is the dealio. Oh, you have fun. Rooms are already done, diddy. Now, my okay. birthday- I will, I will offer this up just to have fun, Maddie. I love you. If anyone listening to this podcast can tell me who the fuck Matavaldi is and his daughter getting married in the Omni, I'll give you all kinds of shit. It is the biggest event of the year. It is. Louis. So, yeah. You let me know. I'll give you all kinds of shit. You can come over and raid my shit. I give up. That's how confident I am. Biggest night. Shut up. Metavalli's got a big-ass family. But anyway, oh, yeah. my other thought is, for his is like, okay, so listen, this is how fucked up COVID is. It's like, birthdays don't mean shit after your 16th, maybe your 21st, right? Excuse Those you. are two big birthdays. Excuse you. Excuse you fucking love my birthday hold on 16 21 and you're 31 but then the next big fucking milestone is 60 last year covid shut down shit no 60 now this year here we are coming around i'm gonna be 61 i didn't even get 60 now 61 fuck 61 because my second grandchild will be born days after that well, born on my birthday. So guess what? My birthday will be meaningless again because it'll be all about 
the birth, hopefully, on my birthday. Hang on, hang on. I can't I'm tell mad. if you're bitter or not. I'm not bitter at all. Oh, okay. I'm not. It's just, hell no. Hell no, I am not bitter at all. I would, it's, it's a, it's a gift to be now well, so, the second one. Now I'm going to have a kid born on my second one. Let so me, hell, let me, let who me gives draw a shit about 16? Let me who draw, shit about anybody let me 16? draw this back, the cigars and tobacco real quick, all right? So we have two super unique things that we are going to do in December, okay? Obviously in December, we're gonna do our top five cigars of the year, right? With yeah. our top five bourbons, or whiskeys, scotch included, or spirit, right? Whatever. Also, we have the 2021 advent calendar from Oliva. But are they actually releasing that? I, I thought that. they weren't. It's inside, I have it. I'll show it to you. Tatuaje postponed theirs till July of next year. Oh. Oliva oh. released theirs. So, from the 1st of December till the 25th of December, because the next time, this podcast will drop the week of Thanksgiving, but the next time you hear a podcast, it will be in the first month, week of December, okay? Um, but, uh, not, not new podcast, but next podcast after this. Um, we want to do something cool with that. So every fourth or fifth day, yeah, every fifth day, the cigar that we pull will be pulled live on our Instagram and a comment winner will receive that cigar. That's what we're going to do with that. All right. Um, and also we're going to do our top five cigars of the years we've done the past two years, as well as we're going to do spirits this year because, you know, some tequilas have snuck in this year. I, I really, really mean that. I found some very, very unique tequilas. Um, and we're going to, we're going to get after that. So I want to get this with the bourbon cowboy. He ran to the ladies room. So let me pause this. He'll be right back. Please enjoy this tune. See you in a minute. All right, so I got the Bourbon Cowboy back. All right, so this is what I was saying while you were stepped away before I took a quick break. This Oliva Advent Calendar, right? So it's an Advent Calendar. You know what that is. An Advent Calendar? And yes. Okay, yeah. so typically it's one through 25. There's a chocolate candy behind each door. The children yes. open it, right. So I'll show you the Oliva box. It's inside, it's in the humidor, very carefully positioned because it's this fucking tall. Inside that are 25 cigars. Everything from Master Blend to OG and V with two unreleased sizes of the Milano. So, what we want to do is, hang on, sorry, I can't type and talk. Um, every fifth cigar we open, I want to do that live on the Instagram. We're going to give that away to somebody, right? It's Christmas. It's about presents, it's about gifts. It's about receiving and giving and having right. fun, right? I agree. Let's give away some fucking cigars. Now with that, every, if you win, that punch, you're gonna get a Cyclops and a Hooligan, right? And it costs you uh, a comment on an Instagram, right? So I also talked about in December, we are going to do our top five pours of the year. Pours, I'm gonna change it to pours. 
I said spirits and then I said whiskey. Let's go to pours. Pours of the year. Because I have some specific ones. I know one of them is one that we poured together that we've only had one pour of it and it, it's, it still sticks out in mine, right? Um, but there's a, a tequila I've had that I know you're not a straight tequila guy, but fuck. Uh, well, you say that, but yet but we finished, in uh, our pool parties, <laughs> we've had, you've brought some tequila and we've drank the whole damn bottle. And I was still standing and I was like, oh my gosh, that was delicious. That had to be one of the most funny moments. I can chalk up very memorable, funny moments between you and I. I'm in the pool, locked in conversation with J9. Uh, your mom, <laughs> hey Linda, we're talking. You go, Mark. You get you get in the water. You go, dude. That whole bottle is gone. And I'm like, yes. I, and yeah. we're still standing and feeling great. <laughs> yeah, it was man. fantastic. The tequila and the sunshine is just medicine for the night. That's all. I, that's what I mean about that. And I always kind of remember that by I think we were playing a little Michael Ferrante mm -hmm. at that time, right? Hadn't really gotten into stick figure just yet. Well, do you know what's very well, important Well, Michael Ferrante is fantastic. You know what's here. very important about tequila? You can't, I don't think you can say this about scotch, beer, bourbon, or wine, right? You can have a $2 bottle of beer, and you'll be like, all right, cool, it's cold. Right, like PBR, past blue ribbon. If it's 110 degrees outside and it's ice cold, that's a damn good beer, right? It's a damn good beer, right? When it comes to tequila, if you drink cheap tequila, it hurts, it doesn't taste very good, it's not yes. very good. And when I say cheap, I'm talking like- You're this, right, you're you get right. tequila at $12 a bottle, right? Fucking Old Crow bourbon on ice, if that's the only option you have, it is not horrible. It's not the worst thing in the world, right? I mean, it might be on standard, but you know, whatever. Tequila? Just spend fifty dollars a bottle on tequila. I promise it'll change your fucking mind. Just do it. You're right. You're Just right. Just do it. Because we I waxed agree off a bottle of Clase Azul, and then we went to Hiatus Reposado. Well, that Azul was like probably what ninety something a bottle. What was that? More than that? Well, I could have swore those white with the chrome tops. I thought those were like under a hundred bucks. About two years ago, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, apparently they've gotten more because I haven't they're, bought they're, one. They're one. They're one twenty-seven now, about one twenty-five, one twenty-seven. But that's just good tequila. And obviously that bottle, thirty dollars that cost that freaking bottle. Okay, right. But there are the tequila, the tequilas we have had, like when we had the hiatus next. Hiatus Tequila is a St. Louis company. It's owned by the Duffies and Old Mike Duffies. That's who owns that company, right? Wow. That's their tequila, and that is true. True triple agave aged tequila. You can get all the distillation of agave and all that. Fantastic tequila. So what's next for us? Are we gonna get us a fucking bourbon going? Now listen, just think about Craft Imperial. And now I know we're talking shit online or whatever, but here, we introduced the Cyclops, we got the Hooligan, and now we got the Chilibre. Um, Q, look at me, Q. Q Libre. Q. Q. Labra. Labra. Q Labra. Q Labra. Thank you. I'll probably fuck it up again. Q Labra. But anyway, oh. I love it. I love it. Here's my point. Are we going to make an attempt, a fucking stellar attempt, to get our own bourbon? I think we should chill the rest of the year, but 
you know, I know we got some shit going down with uh, Luciano. First of the year, we're going to do some shit in Nicaragua. But man, maybe 2022, we actually put a fortitude together. About I, I will, I will comfortably say this: there will be a limited bottle supply of a Craft and Puro bourbon or rye by Halloween of 22. I love it. I love I the optimism. I can agree on that. And guess yeah. what? It only takes us getting on it because we both have full-time jobs, you know, but I'm hoping we do because I think it'd be fantastic next year. It'll be super cool, man. And guess what? We will probably still have dealing with vaccines and issues and whatever, but fuck. I think that's the wave of the fucking future. No doubt, no doubt at all. And here's the crazy thing is like, you know, me and my buddy were talking about vaccines. We've been being vac vaccinated since we were kids in high in grade school, right? I did, yeah. I got oh, marks, my first poli polio vaccination. I still have a fucking well, scar you, you on it. I I, when, I, when I joined the army, I had every vaccination fucking possible. Exactly. Right? And then I had them twice more thereafter on the unemployment. Right? So we've been matter. being vaccinated our whole life. Why is this one so big of a deal? Well, it's because politically, okay, you know it's what? been so... Usually, we don't go to two hours. We will, and then we're going to do our after hours. But... This vaccine, I'll tell you right now, the only reason that I got mine done, only reason, I was not going to do it. Traveling is getting difficult without it, right? They're pushing it on you, this and that, right? You know, it took, it took, what, almost a hundred years for a vaccine for polio, right? Yeah. Right, it, they somehow created a, a, a unwarranted vaccine with no FDA approval or testing. In six months? When you were a kid and you got polio vaccinated, were you like checking the news for vaccination? No, mostly? because when I was a kid, when I was born, the vaccine was out a hundred fucking years ago. Well, oh, so, I'm sorry. All right, the what studies now? have been going on a hundred years. The vaccine for polio came out, what, 46, 48, 50, right? I was born either 52 or 50 years later, right? You were born 10 or 12 years later. My point is, <laughs> and my point continues to be, is if you can't trust science and you can't trust the people that know the most about everything do that. to help you do it, then where are we? I mean, it's a um, crazy fucking deal. We're completely fucked up, but where I sit is I still think it's a matter of personal decision. I am vaccinated, fully vaccinated, right? So I'm, I'm a complete contradiction talking right now. But we're not even as a, a, a what, country 50% vaccinated. And that's fine. That's how it should be. As, as the United States, the freest country in the world, you have your decision, your personal freedom to do what you want. Stop holding that against everybody. Let nature take its course. Do That's what you're fine. Do and go out. That's fine. fine. But my thought is, and listen, when I say this, I'm just speaking out of just an observer. So we're only 50% vaccinated. So the virus is still alive and well. We've not eradicated it. So what we do by not 
getting rid of the vac the yeah but the vaccine doesn't eradicate if the vaccine eradicated you wouldn't have a booster there's no booster for polio but we don't have polio exactly because we don't the have these things but what I'm telling you is, Oop. is as long as we fuck around and let this thing mutate and do its thing, Hodge, it's always going to be around. Cowboy, let me ask you a question. It's always going to be around. Why'd your wife just get a flu shot? Because it will help her right. if she gets and the flu. Because you can't beat the flu, right? The actual, the actual infection that is COVID is a flu, flu derogative. Right. Right. So if you just create a shot, you take every year. Young people still die of the flu every year, hundreds of thousands. It's something you can't beat. Right. I don't. But we beat a lot of them. We beat a lot of them. Oh, we have. We've kicked ass on this shit. But we beat this one. Never. I don't think we're never gonna beat. No, we because we're everybody has free choice. And that's our Fox News hour. We're gonna cut that shit off because we are not political douchebags. No, we're (laughs) not political douchebags. But I'm just saying that if we continue to do this, it's always gonna be in our life. And I'm not like a pro-vaccination guy. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not actually a Republican. I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm a fucking American. That's what I call it. Well, I'm probably right there with you. Yep. But I'm just saying, it's crazy little fucking times we live in. And uh, anyway, that's enough of that, I guess. But... um, yeah, with that, hopefully, hopefully that that stuff does kind of die down. Look, man, I, I think even no, with what, even, even with what Hodge said, um, we are we are. Look, man, I think. Do, I think if you drink enough bourbon, you're gonna be okay. Well, hey, I can tell you right now. Did you ever get COVID? To what? Did you get COVID at all? No. Well, I don't know. My life has not changed since COVID. I stay within my group, my pod, I work, I, I do. I can, I can no, say all for of a my, fact. Every of my guys, all are working, they have been working. I, I can say for a fact, throughout the entire thing, I had five negative tests done throughout the entire thing. Two, when Flahini tested positive, one after test positive, one leaving from Mexico, one coming from Mexico, and one before the Dirty Head show because I didn't have my vaccine card with me, so I had to get a freaking test. Yeah. I've never, I've been vaccinated. I have my card. That's all I know. I'm I'm not weakly vaccinated. I mean, it's just silly. I, you know, anyway. My life has really not changed much. I mean, Everybody that I know, everybody I know continue to work. Everybody keeps going on. And yeah, it's and a hey, blah, it's, blah, it's blah time deal. That, like, look, look, COVID was a thing, right? And when we when we do our, our, our barrel pick next year, this is something I'm going to talk with the, the cowboy off screen for um, that kind of actually came up this morning when he called me. But... Um, I want, I want to talk about this and present this to everybody, but I think it's time one-off cigars and, and barrel picks, like get over the COVID shit with the masking and the face diaper and, and you know, complete repair. Get away from it. Let, let's get back to, we had good news today, right? 30 members of Congress creating the Congressional Cigar Memoir. They're doing that whole thing. 
let's get back into that. And uh, and I really I really hope that that things will change. That you know, especially coming into the holidays, people can travel, right? We're looking at flights and flight time, right? How many flights have been canceled because companies are taking the will away from their pilots or their you either vaccinated or you can't have a job, right? This or that, this kind of crazy shit. Let it go. Just chill the fuck out. Play some stick figure. Learn your lessons. You'll be fine, right? Is that fair? Smoke a good cigar. Come down a lick. Get this fucking this Ezra Brooks barrel pick. It'll tune you up. And then go to Illinois and get the damn pin hook. Right? Have a drink. Chill. Relax. It overall, it's not that bad. Oh yeah. Right. Look at the chill factor over there. I gotcha. I'm with you. All right, guys. So what we're going to do is we're going to button this up. Thank you. This podcast has been all over from here to Uranus. Were we almost planet. two hours on this shit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, but we do need to do an after hours. It will be the only after hours in the month of November. So we will record that and have some fun. Uh, Patreon.com slash Bureau, $3 a month. Trust me, all that money goes back directly to you. That's how we give all the stuff away. Um, but thank you so much for the podcast. Happy Thanksgiving. This will come out on Tuesday, the 22nd, 3rd. Wow. So this will come out then. So from the Viking, mahalo guys, thank you so much. Please, 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 if you're local, semi-local, let us know if you need hotel rooms. We actually have connections to help with hotel rooms. We can set those up at discounted rates. December 2nd, Lit Cigar Lounge in Chesterfield, Missouri. Yeah, I'm going to get me a suite. Come to our event, please. I promise it'll be worth it. We want to showcase to all of you what's been behind the Hooligan and the Cyclops. You're going to see an actual cigar event where the owners themselves are behind the table talking everything, smoking with you hanging out one of our favorite local st louis bands will be tearing it up for four hours you don't get that much places you know so please come down and hang out with us uh mahalo from the bourbon cow or from <laughs> the, the bourbon cowboy hey. the bourbon cowboy take it away buddy hey listen man this is the bourbon cowboy as always man we appreciate you whoa we got a little dog trouble here but listen as always, man, I love you guys listening in and hanging out with us and listening to our shit because, you know, it's fantastic. I'm always blown away that you guys are interested in listening to our bullshit and what we're talking about, about a bourbon or a great cigar. And um, listen, man, happy holidays, and you know we'll be back next week. So we'll talk to you then. From the Bourbon Cowboy, I'm out.